0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I have been doing some experiments with uh, people that are in Bolton Labs. They will get more detail on what exactly I have been working on and parts that we've been making here in the U.S. And I'm going to share a few tidbits about what's going on in the bicycle industry in regards to 3D printing because that's something that's gone from a hobbyist type toy to very expensive production stuff to now maybe we're going to start seeing parts like this on affordable bikes or what I would consider more reasonably priced bikes in the very future. So if you want to hear about 3D printing and all of the crazy things, I bet there's some things that you haven't thought were even possible on an e-bike. Stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. This is the Bolton E-bikes podcast. I'm Kyle Chittock, the owner of Bolton E-bikes, and I'm always looking for ways to make bikes better. And that includes different manufacturing methods or machining methods, whatever it is to get the best possible part that is good for an electric bike. And sometimes we have to think outside the box and try new things. And something that we've been Messing a little bit with here at Bolton eBikes or Bolton Labs, I should say, where we do more experimentation and try to develop new products, is working with 3D printing. And we have one uh, here in the shop that we've been using that prints a combination of nylon and carbon fiber. So basically, you get this mix of a very durable, uh, has a little bit of flex, but also is very, very strong very stable material. It's very temperature resistant. So this is something that is not going to wear out in the rain or or sunlight. That's not going to hurt it. Uh, And it's also, like I said, very temperature resistant. So it can be used for controller mounts, controller boxes, all sorts of things. Now, it's not the cheapest material either. When you look at 3D printing, sometimes you think of parts costing, you know, just pennies or maybe a few dollars. And although that's true for many things that can be printed this way, that maybe they can be just a few dollars, oftentimes they can be much more expensive. I just made a part, for example, and the material cost alone, not accounting for any of the time and development or the 3D design and the run cost of the printer itself, just the material cost was about $75. So it can get expensive fast. So there have to be certain situations where the scenario is right that this works. Traditionally when I think of 3D printing, I always thought of parts as being too weak or they wouldn't withstand the the elements and also that they wouldn't look very good that you could tell it was a printed part. And that's not the case anymore. You might very well have things in your home that were 3D printed and you don't even know <laughs> because When products first are developed now, it often makes much more sense to start 3D printing until the volume gets up. And then sometimes you can find a more cost-effective method like injection molding or something for bigger quantities. But there are some really unique things that I've seen over the past several years and more so in the last year, I would say, that are just huge leaps and strides forward. And some of these things are making their way into production models. So, what could you actually make with a 3D printer that's useful for an electric bike? Now, I know when people think of bicycles, what's the first thing you think of? I don't know what's the first thing that comes to your mind. For me, it's the frame. That's like the starting point for a bicycle. Like, you can't do anything without a frame. And interestingly enough, there have not only been 3D printed frames but out of quite a variety of materials. The newest one that's been popping up, uh, it's a company here in California that's behind the printing technology, but they can actually print a carbon fiber weave bicycle frame. So they're inlaying continuous strands of carbon fiber as this print is being made, and they can make an entire bicycle frame from start to finish on this, rather complicated. I think it's complicated. 3D printer. So it's pretty cool that that can be done. Now that technology is very expensive. There is a bike, however, on a crowdfunding campaign that's using that. The only downside is it's a crowdfunding campaign. We haven't seen the bike. Uh, I don't know that anybody has actually had it in their hands. I'll have to do a little more research on that. So is it actually going to work? I mean, there's so many questions I have Uh, about the way it's being used and whether or not this is a practical application, but it's getting there. Uh, Now looking back over the last couple of years, like I said, there's other methods I've seen. I've seen anything from complete 100% titanium 3D printed frames. That is extremely expensive to have done, but isn't it cool that that's possible? 3D printing is not limited to just plastics. Now you can do carbon fibers, composites, stainless steel, aluminum, titanium, just about any material you can machine or you can mold or you can form is making its way into 3D printers and in many cases, multiple materials as well. In other words, let's say you want a frame that has a a mixture of a certain type of metal and another metal. So you have lighter weight portions and higher strength portions. Let's say you want steel where threads are and you want aluminum where the tubes are. Things like that are starting to become a reality, which really just opens up the possibilities of what can be done. And I don't think anybody's really taking advantage of that yet, but there are developments that are happening. Like I said, no big production bikes in high volumes that I'm aware of that are really seeing this utilized out in the public yet, but it is coming, so pretty awesome. Frames, yes, the technology exists. They can be made and can be made in a pretty wide variety of materials. Now, of course, if you can make a bicycle frame, then that opens up the possibility to make forks, to make stems, basically all of the other components I haven't really seen anything that I would consider a practical 3D printed wheel yet for a bicycle. Maybe it's out there and I just haven't found it, but I'm sure that's going to be coming soon at some point as well. I can't imagine any reason why it wouldn't be. So pretty excited to see things like that start happening. Uh, And then you start getting into other components. For example, what about grips? Well, yeah, there's actually a wide variety of printers that can do different types of soft rubbers and things that are flexible. So parts like bicycle grips, imagine you, you know, have a certain size hand or finger lengths and you can input measurements into a website and somebody could print grips that not only fit your hand size, but they're comfortable. There's a lot of practical ways this could be used, and be reasonably priced as well. Printing a pair of handlebar grips would not be terribly expensive, uh, but how much would people be willing to pay for something that is custom fit for them? That's a case where it makes sense to do one-offs on a printer all the time instead of doing a mass-produced product. Another one that comes to mind is the saddle. Now, there actually are some big brand name companies that are working on this. Specialized has a 3D printed saddle, and by using a 3D print, they can change the internal structure of the saddle at different points, so you can create a different cushion or softness or firmness in different parts of the saddle all out of the same material. So imagine that one day you might be able to go into your local bike shop and you can probably sit on like a special saddle with sensors in it and it can take measurements and pressure points and they could 3D print a saddle that was custom fit for you. That sounds maybe a little bit weird, but that is a very, very realistic possibility in the near future. So don't be surprised if you start seeing things like that. So not only could bikes be made in different places, you know, for example, frames, are there frames made in the U.S.? Yeah, but where are most made, of course, they're overseas. But if 3D printers are making them, it could just as easily be here in the U.S. as overseas. Same goes with saddles and grips and all these other parts that we're talking about. But not only can they be made closer to home, possibly at better costs, but they can be more customizable. and that is something that 3D printing brings in that mass manufacturing doesn't have. And my personal experience with seeing this divide, if you will, is that I have machines, CNC machines, in my shop, and now I have a 3D printer in the shop. A CNC machine is great for running precision parts in high volumes. You set up your tooling, you set up your programming. There's a lot of work that goes into setting up a machine and running a part. But once it's up and running, You can run hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of parts just over and over again. And it's very, very efficient at that. But to change from one part to the next, not so easy. That either requires a programming change at the very least, maybe a tooling change. There's a lot of complication that goes into making a different part when you're machining it. On a printer, if the part is different from one to the next, It's a change on 3D design, and you hit print. Your tooling, your equipment is all exactly the same. So it's very easy to change from one part to another. And not only that, but you can go from a completely different type of part. So, example would be if you had a metal 3D printer and you want to print a stem and, let's say, a a gear, because that's all possible, right? Well, you could not only just print one right after the other back to back, you could print both of them out of the same material at the same time if you wanted to. So you hit print on a computer, and I'm simplifying this obviously, but then the next day or several hours later, depending on the size of the part, you have two brand new parts ready to go. So this is why it's really, really effective for prototyping, is because you can have a new part ready to go in a matter of hours, if not days, and it's functional. These are not just samples for test fitting things, although it's very useful for that, but these are actually things you can install on a bike, go use it, run it hard and say, yeah, this works. Now we can continue printing it if that's what makes the most sense, or we can machine it or use some other manufacturing process. And I'm doing a combination of those things here right now. One of the things that I have made just for the fun of it, because we don't really need it, but it's kind of like, let's test a few things out and see how they work. So let's start simple, let's start small, let's test some things, let's see if we can break them, let's push them hard, let's see if we can make some improvements on parts. But one of the simple things I did was printed a whole bunch of Bolton e-bikes caps for a bicycle stem. So instead of an aluminum cap that goes on the top of your stem it's made out of a composite of nylon and carbon fiber it is in my guesstimate going to be just as strong and more than capable of being a functional part for that as an advantage it's about half the weight of the aluminum part it replaces and it's also very easy to customize you could you know, have a different logo or different name printed on it. There's a lot of different things you can do. If we want to change the design slightly, you know, it's literally a few keyboard strokes away. And for a small part like that, 20, 30 minutes later, we've got a new one ready to go. So don't be surprised if you see a new section on the Bolton E-Bikes website in the near future that is items made in the USA. So I actually want to have a category on our website that has electric bike products that are made in the United States. And right now we've got our freewheel tool that we're making, but if we slowly start adding more and more pieces into that, what I'm sort of coming back to is the roots of Bolton e-bikes and how things started. We started making upgrade kits for bikes, and then we had, basically, you started a controller and then a screen, and then you add a motor, and then you add a battery, and we slowly start upgrading bikes until the next thing you know, we had basically all the parts to build a bike, so we did. Well, why can't we do the same thing piece by piece? We start introducing parts one at a time, and for the most part, the idea is don't just make a part, but make a part that has some unique feature that's never been done before, or something that's better in some way. For example, the cap. Does weight really matter on an electric bike? No, it doesn't. But that's the advantage that that cap has. It has an advantage of a lower weight. Now, I have a a new prototype design I'm working on that may change that completely anyway. But for now, hey, let's do it. It's simple. It's easy. We can test it. We can put it through some rigorous uh, testing procedures by just putting it on some of our bikes and riding them around and saying, yeah, this material works in this application. What application can we use it in next? And between a combination of printing or machining, hopefully we'll have more and more products until one day. Maybe we do have a complete e-bike, not necessarily 3D printed, but that would be pretty cool, but made in the U.S., and and it just gives us some flexibility on what we can do and what we can create. And I just love making and creating things. So this really, really is just a part of what I think is like the heart of Bolton e-bikes. And that's making new things and making e-bikes better. So back to the 3D printing, because that's the subject of this episode. What else can you do? Have you thought of any parts that I haven't mentioned? How about a derailleur. Well, what's a derailleur made out of? You might have some aluminum parts, maybe some steel parts, maybe some plastic that's usually injection molded. That is all very, very possible to be printed. There's really no reason it can't be. Uh, There are usually some springs or some tension and I've even seen, this was a really cool uh, design I saw online. Uh, Somebody took an existing derailleur And they machined it by hand and lightened it up. This isn't something I would do on an e bike because, like I said, who cares that much about the weight? But the design at the end was really cool. But they even had a carbon fiber spring made for it. So instead of the steel spring to save weight, they had a carbon fiber spring specially designed to go in the derailleur. That's how much work they put into this thing. It was totally over the top. But at the same time, it was awesome because it just opens up our eyes to. Why are we making the things the way they're made now? And it's all about volume and cost. Uh, and of course, there's you know, things like durability and stuff that we want to happen too. But a lot of the reasons why parts are made the way they're made is because that's the way they've traditionally been made. Uh, and if we have newer, better ways to do it, we should implement them. A big one I have talked about in the past uh, when I talk about U.S. manufacturing, there's another episode on that, uh, is tires. Because 3D printing and tires, I feel like that's one of those holy grails of manufacturing. If somebody can 3D print tires, they could make different shapes and compounds, and maybe they could make a completely airless type of tire so you don't have to worry about flats. And I know we would all appreciate that. And there have been a couple of concepts out there that have actually been made and installed on bikes. I don't know how well they work, I don't know if they would be production ready? I'm going to guess based on the photos I've seen, no, <laughs> but it is possible. And so anything that's on a bicycle, as crazy as it sounds, can be 3D printed. And some of the technology is what I would consider ready for prime time. It's ready to go. There just need to be some people that are just willing to take a leap forward and try and get these things into production. And then there's some others that are, you know, the technology's not quite there yet, but it is close. I feel like it's right at our fingertips and it's gonna be here any day. Enough to where I thought we should address this on the podcast when we talk about manufacturing and where are things made. It just makes perfect sense to discuss it at this point. Honestly, if some of the 3D printing metal technologies weren't quite as expensive as they are. It's tempting, though, I will admit. I would probably have one of those in the shop as well because the ability to design a new stem, like I said, design a chain guard, design a freewheel, and literally have the part produced and in hand within hours or a day or two Uh, just makes so much sense. And it's very appealing and very enticing to someone like me who likes to create things. So I'm not saying we'll have that here anytime in the near future, but don't be surprised if we do have it, uh, because those are things that we're looking into and constantly paying attention to. And when the time is right, I want to take advantage of those things as much as we possibly can. But it's just amazing to see what's already been done. So I applaud those that are already building prototypes and samples of anything from frames to saddles to pedals, whatever it is. I think any one of those is helping move things forward because it gives us the ability to be more flexible, design new things, uh, get them into production very, very fast and see if they work. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much design time you put into something, You got to put it on a bike and you got to go ride it hard. (laughs) And and that's the only way you really know if it's going to hold up. Now, another thing I haven't mentioned yet, what about motors? Could a motor be 3D printed? And the answer to that is, of course, yes. Not only can it be 3D printed, but it's being done for other things. If you go on YouTube or online anywhere, you can actually search 3D printed motor. You can find plans and files for certain types of motors that you can download and make on your small 3d printer at home Uh, and it of course requires some wiring by hand right now anyway but imagine the the opportunity to have a 3d printer maybe something like this already exists that can do combination of plastics and metals or composites and metals Uh, and you have you know instead of wire wrapped around it's Printing the copper windings in the motor as the motor is being made. There's so many possibilities. So, we're getting just a step closer, I feel like, each and every day. And I won't be surprised if somebody makes a 100% 3D printed bike sometime in the near future. We need to give it a bit more time to see production versions, but I think we're going to start seeing production versions of parts very, very soon. If not, immediately or there aren't some already out there. And at Bolton eBikes, we'll be slowly introducing a few with the components and the materials that we're able to work with right now. Uh, And hopefully down the road, we'll, we'll have more. But very excited, like I said, about any new technology that allows us to progress the electric bike industry forward to just improve on products as a whole. So I hope that enlightens you a little bit. And I hope that I shared something that you didn't know was being done or was even possible at this point. But if you're interested, all you have to do is go online, just type in 3D printed bicycle or 3D printed bike parts, go to Google Images and just browse around. And I think you'll be amazed at the number of things you will find. Thanks again for listening to the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I do appreciate it, of course, every single time. I'm Kyle Chidock, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes. And if you're new, make sure to go check out ebikepodcast.com. That is the sign-up form for our newsletter. And we can email you when new episodes come out. And every once in a while, we put in some tidbits about bike giveaways that we're doing or about new products that are coming out. But that list is primarily for our newsletter, just letting you know, hey, there's a new episode coming out, which is typically every Tuesday, and what the subject of that is. If you know of a good guest or person that you would like to see or hear, rather, on the podcast, uh, just shoot us an email over at info@boltonebikes.com. We're always looking for new guests. We've had some great ones on here in the past and would love to have some more. Once again, thank you. And I will hopefully talk to you on another Tuesday.